We're recording. We're recording live. Welcome to Recording Live. I am Dexter, and with me as always is... I am Matt. And uh, today is a shooting the shit episode, um, sort of. I don't know. We have a few topics that we would want to cover. Um, we have a couple. Not a super long episode, though, but... Yeah, you know. we'll probably keep it short. Um, but no, uh, I guess keep it up front. Let's say uh, hit us up on Twitter, uh, Recording Live, or Rec Live Podcast, Instagram, Recording Live... I think it was just no. Is it yeah? Recording live podcast, uh, and then on Facebook, recording live podcast. Uh, go to our website, recordinglivepodcast.com. There's links to everything, RSS feed. You can figure out where to subscribe. Uh, but yeah, please subscribe. Um, and then we have merch, as we brought up uh, last episode. Uh, go over to buzzkillkid.com/slash/recordinglive. Uh, should get you to that stuff. We got shirts, some mugs, socks, and a shirt. I already said that. Stickers. There we go. Um, but yeah, no, I guess uh, that's all of the stuff up front then. So I was just telling Matt uh, that today was kind of a long day, and really it feels like it was a long day. But in all honesty, I don't know that I, like a whole lot happened. Um, we cleaned my living room like really well, which having children is makes that very difficult to do. Um, just because as soon as you clean it, it's messy again, um, so it's hard to do. And then we cleaned my my bedroom and we used some of the stimulus money to buy like a little couch, I guess. And then we moved my TV. So now, cause we have this really long bedroom. Um, and so like, it's just an awkward room. And so we made basically a little living room so we can watch TV easier. Cause it was never like comfortable to watch TV in the bed. Cause like the previous tenants hung it up on the wall on the other side of the room from the bed. Um, and the way the room is set up, there's only one spot for the bed. Like you cannot put it anywhere else. So the location of the TV was just really poor. Um, and it was like, it's a smaller TV. And so like, if, like if we were getting on YouTube and there was like a channel or like somebody's stuff that we wanted to watch, but like, I didn't know which episode. So like we watch a lot of Baumgartner restoration videos and he has multiple episodes per like painting that he's restoring. And so, like, I have to get up and walk over to the TV to see, like, the description of the episode to know which one we've watched or not. So now I don't have to do that. So that's nice. But the real thing that made the uh, day feel longer than it probably was is uh, we get these things called uh, Universal Yums, I think. Uh, It's actually really cool. Like, we got it for the kids, but I think I enjoy it maybe more. Um, but we get snacks from like just a box of snacks from different countries all over the world. Um, obviously they're not sponsoring us cause we don't have sponsors, but like I wholeheartedly endorse this product. Uh, so this today we got, or this month, I guess we got a box of snacks from Germany and this is the first time we've gotten a box and I've actually liked every single thing. Cause they have like a little chart and you're supposed to like mark which ones you liked and didn't like of the snacks. And so, like, there's, like, several chocolate bars. Um, there was a pork, like, pork sandwich chips. So, like, they're flavored, like, um, pulled pork, uh, which basically just kind of tasted like bacon. I was going to say, uh, is it like a pork rind? No, it wasn't. It wasn't a pork rind. It, it, it might have been a pork rind, technically, but, but there was just, it was thinner than what I would normally think a pork rind would be. And so it didn't. It didn't seem like a pork rind, and there were at least other flavors in there. So, like, I don't like pork rinds because they kind of they're a little disturbing. Because I feel like, um, like, like the texture is kind of weird, and the taste is just so strong. 
Um, and but this was good because it had like other like spices, I think, in it, like what a por- pulled pork sandwich, like a little more barbecue flavor to it, maybe. Um, and so they were actually pretty good. And then there was like ketchup flavored chips and, um, oh, just like onion rings. A lot of, uh, um, oh, crud. And I can't think of what it, what it's called. A lot, of, a lot of like almond based things. Um, like there were these cookies that tasted like a Dutch letter, like, mm-hmm. like it has almond paste on it. Uh, those are so good. Um, and I felt like after eating one of the, like, like we're spit, splitting the box four ways really like the, cause like Beckett ate almost the entire bag of onion rings, um, or basically Funyuns. And, um, and so like, I'm not like eating a, a, a ridiculous amount of snacks, I guess, but like, I don't know. I felt so full after eating all that. And then like almost sick, uh, it was just such a good box. And that's why my day felt long. like i just felt it just felt gross and like i was gonna throw up from snacks from germany which makes sense because i think i'm mostly german in like my bloodline like a lot of english but a lot a lot of german so it's hard to say um but i I was definitely feeling german today it was good cool uh other than that um yeah i guess like so just catching up in general uh, I don't know. I, I guess I've been trying to do more woodworking. Um, I think you noticed and liked one of my posts. I, I started an Instagram account. So I'm more, I'm, I'm on Instagram a little bit more now again. Uh, cause I started a, an account just for my woodworking. Um, oh, is that what I got a request for? Oh, did I request to follow you? Probably. I got a request for that. Oh, I didn't accept yeah. It. I, so I'm using the same photo, like uh, for my, whatever that's called avatar photo. Uh, my bio photo, mm-hmm. whatever. It's the same one as my other account, so you you probably saw it. It's also just your name too. Uh, it's Dexter J Woodworking, is what it. Oh, should. is that what it is? Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and on my phone, it just showed Dexter J. Okay, yeah. That, I might have just put that down as my name. That's funny. So that's what that is. Uh, and I think I just I'm only requesting to follow people if I know, like if I know you, I'm only requesting to follow you if you've liked or followed my account. Because like I'm not. Like, I don't like to just, like, follow all my friends just to get them to follow my thing. Because, like, I understand, like, I have multiple Instagram accounts for different purposes. And, like, I don't like to just, like, like, you know, I don't want you to follow this account just because it's me, I guess. Like, if you're interested in my woodworking, then here it is. Um, If you're interested in my Buzzkill Kids stuff, then it's over there. And if you're interested in my personal stuff, you have to ask me to look at it. And there's a lot of people that just want to see pictures of my kids. I don't get it. Everybody Um, wants to see pictures of kids except me. Yeah. Uh, but no, anyway, yeah. So I started that account. So I'm on Instagram a little bit more now. Um, I'm just basically I'm using it for what I was using YouTube for, where I'm just looking at woodworking accounts now. Uh, I'm just seeing what people are building. And um, I posted like, yeah, that table I built or a table that I built, uh, the cutting board I made for my wife and something. Oh, that easel that we made is actually on there, too. Um, so. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so I guess that's the like one of the bigger new things. I'm trying to get more into woodwork, or yeah, more into woodworking than I was. Um, and then oh, I found out I like gin. That's something that happened in the last couple of weeks. Ooh, okay. Oh, uh, it's uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, I guess it's probably an acquired taste. It's very spicy. Um, but I really like gin and tonics. Uh, I guess I've been drinking all of those lately. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, I just I'm a little like hyper right now. I think from all the snacks. 
I'm the last person to talk about alcohol with. I'm no, pretty I, much what's I I'm pretty much what's called a teetotaler. Like I, yeah, and, I have, I don't drink alcohol whatsoever. I think the yeah. last time I drank alcohol was a year and a half ago. I, not my thing whatsoever. I think it all tastes like cleaning solution. <laughs> right, right. And I'm very particular. Like I probably buy the expensive stuff. Like just like I want stuff that tastes good. Um, and like, I've been exploring, I think I've tried like three different gins, I guess. Like it's, so I've been drinking it for a little like while now just to have the time to do that. Cause like, I don't drink all the time, like a ton. Like it, it takes me a while to get through like a six pack of beer can last me months kind of thing. Um, years for me, there's, yeah, beer, well. there's beer in my fridge from four years ago. Oh man. I know. I know. <laughs> I don't drink alcohol whatsoever. Yeah, no, and, and I, I get that. I have to be in, like, the right mood because, like, partly I don't want to – like, if I'm upset, I don't want to drink. Like, I'm not yeah. going to – because I don't want that to become a thing um, where, like, I don't want it to become a comfort. Like, it's – this is just – like, I drink it when I want to enjoy the beverage, I guess. Like, it's the uh -huh. same reason – well, no, because I drink coffee because I don't want to have a headache, but I enjoy coffee. Um, but I've allowed that to kind of get out of hand, I guess, but like, I don't want to allow alcohol to get out of hand for obvious reasons, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, I don't know. Like, I feel like life is kind of picking up now that it's getting warm outside, like going, yeah. being able to go out and do stuff again is nice, but yeah, I don't know. What have you been up to? Work where uh, I had a long day it was work. Mm -hmm. uh, everyone's on vacation because of spring break. So I've yep. been picking up a lot of stores for people and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So I had to do that today. It's just been long. And uh, uh, you and I got together last Sunday for woodwork. That was fun. Yeah. What and I totally mean? forgot to bring over something to have you cut for me. And I oh, really yeah. am still beating myself up over that because i really want to use those shelves yeah you can probably bring it over tomorrow like just to do real quick i'm a little busy but no I mean, it's fine it's whenever too long. Yeah. oh yeah just literally it's it's slicing it's literally like slicing two shelves because i have yeah. a i have a new shelf in my bedroom and um i replaced it with a uh i replaced it with a uh the smaller one with a much larger one and the shelves are on the old one are too long and mm. so it's like they're the same thickness and everything. It's yeah. It's just generic like retailer bookshelves. Yeah. And I was looking and going, oh, I should really get these cut <laughs> down to the size so then I could put more because there's so much space to be used. Because yeah. those retail bookshelves, those cheap like NDF bookshelves mm. are, uh, they're all built almost identical like oh, yeah. an inch or two difference and so right. and they also have large gaps between because the notches uh to put shelving in is not even remotely even so right uh but yeah other than that working um i got an xbox again so oh, yeah yeah uh i haven't been playing a lot of games but i have been watching a lot of what I watch on TV, like YouTube, Disney Plus, and stuff, and so it's Actually really great to be able to do that again on my television. Yeah, because you've been just watching on the, like on your tablet or on your um... tablet or the Apple TV, which but the Apple TV, my Apple TV's right. uh, seven years old, uh, eight years old, and it's outdated. Like mm -hmm. I got met, like if I try and open an app, I get a thing that says, "Oh, uh, this app no longer works." Buy an Apple 4K TV. Oh, how much are an Apple 4K TV? Nope. 
<laughs> How's the remote for the Apple TVs? Still terrible? No, thank you. Uh, they've gotten better since probably the one you have. Um, I did, I looked up reviews for the most current one. They're still yeah. very negatively reviewed. Ah, huh, that's too bad. It, well, there's nothing. It's just a couple buttons, and it's like you're supposed to do yeah. everything with a couple buttons, and it's like navigation is almost impossible on an Apple TV remote. Did uh, the remote you have have the touchpad on it? No. Oh, so like the current ones, like the top quarter of it is basically a mouse, like a touchpad on your on a laptop. Yeah. And that helps a lot. Um, but yeah, no, it's not the best. No, no, it's never been like, just put it, make it a regular looking remote. You don't need to make it look futuristic, but that's Apple. Yeah. uh, So yeah, my Apple TV, I thought about putting it in my bedroom, but I'm like, nah, it's, this thing sucks. (laughs) It it doesn't use most of the apps anymore. So, and I mean, Tom told me you should just get a Roku. That was an idea for a while. Yeah. We have a fire stick. That's not bad. I like the fire stick better than the Roku, but I, yeah, but with the Xbox, I have it all now. So right, right. Um, other than that, nothing really else has been going on. Uh, I, I, I feel like I should like apologize for something. <laughs> yes. I'm not gonna talk about that. Uh, oh, oh. Never mind. I have been. I've for the past like two years, I've been very critical and pretty negative, and I have been negative on the podcast about it too of Spider Verse. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, I, I've rewatched it, and it's, I, I, it's, I don't like the art style at all. Yes. Okay. But I really love the story. Yeah, I. And I liked the story when the movie came out. I just got really kind of headachey with the animation style. I really don't like it. But, uh, I it would it'd be kind of hypocritical for me to just write the whole thing off because I've said on the podcast with comics, as long as the art, as long as the story is good, Mm -hmm. I can look past the art. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really hypocritical for me to not give this movie credit because it's, it's a very good story and Mm -hmm. rewatching it just brought so many flashbacks of the comics that these is based off of with Spider-Man dying and miles becoming Spider-Man. And there is a lot of emotional scenes in this and, uh, I mean, one of my favorite genres of films are coming of age stories. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I love a good teenage coming of age story. Like, even in my 30s, like my favorite movie, one of my favorite films in middle school was The Breakfast Club. And mm-hmm. I still love The Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I got older, like out of teens and right into my 20s, uh, another coming of age movie came out. That's one of my favorite films. And that's uh, Charlie Bartlett. I've never seen that. Is that good? That's good though. Really good. It's hmm. a really, really good movie. And hmm. um it's Anton Yelkin and Robert Denning yeah. Jr. Kat Dennings and it's right. uh it was a box office flop. It came out right after Iron Man, nobody saw it, and it got mediocre reviews, but I absolutely loved it. I attached it to the film. Mm-hmm. And so coming of age movies are just one of my I wouldn't even say guilty pleasure, it's a pleasure of mine. Like mm-hmm. I like those films. I and so that's what this is. Like, I think this is a better coming of age story than the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. But oh yeah, I agree. Because those aren't really coming of age films. But I wouldn't the say they are. No. I really love the Amazing Spider-Man movies because I do feel like those are good coming of age films. Which one is the Andrew Garfield? The ones everyone hates. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like no, the first yeah. one's a very is coming of age very much, and it right. deals with a lot of emotional teen stuff. And so, mm-hmm. uh, the second one not so much. But mm-hmm. I mean, people hate those Spider-Man movies, and I actually really love them. Yeah, They're I like them a lot perfect. too. The second one does have yeah. problems, but I can look past the problems. Uh-huh. Uh But yeah, no, I I really liked that movie a lot. Now yeah. I I think it's really grown on me. The music in it's really good. Very good. I didn't know that I liked Post Malone until I saw that movie. I didn't and even I didn't, know I'd heard Post Malone before. I, like, I don't follow mu- music too much now, and yeah. it's mainly because my radio station disappeared like two years ago uh, where no. we live. And so I haven't been able to keep up with music at all now for almost yeah. a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I get to like uh, your problems with that movie because like you you like Miles Morales from when like he like from the I guess like the actual Miles Morales storyline from the Ultimate uh, Spider Man, right? No, no, no. I don't no. know if we talked about it on the podcast or off the podcast. We have talked remember. about this where I'm not a fan of Miles Morales because okay, right, right. Uh, he has he's just Peter yes. Parker but black. Yes, we've talked about that, right? Yep, um, he did. And I, that's my problem with him is that I don't feel Mariah, and I've watched, read it forever. I don't feel Miles has any defining features about him. He is, he's just Peter Parker, and that's why I've always kind of had problems with him that it's mm-hmm. never felt like he's been his own character. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. But okay, that's interesting then. <laughs> but uh, th- so this is a version of him that you do like. Yeah, I mean, I like the. I mean, because Miles is like thirteen in this. He's like, yeah. he's thirteen years old. You know, he has to leave home to go to this advanced school. He's homesick. He he has a he has a stressful relationship. He has a loving yet stressful relationship with his dad. Um, it the movie just works really well, which is really yeah. weird considering that I'm not a big fan of the writers of uh, Spider Verse. Who are the right like they, the comic book writers? No, the movie writers. It's the guys who got fired from Solo. The guys who did the Lego <laughs> movie and stuff. Really. Yeah, they're and they're writing the sequel and everything. Yeah, those two guys. Huh. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know much about them at all. Yeah, I, they did the Lego movie and stuff like that. And yeah, they were supposed to do Solo and they got fired from Solo like four mm-hmm. weeks into production. And I don't know. Those guys just kind of come off as the new Kurtzman and Orsi to me. And it's like, uh, let's uh, stop giving them every project in the book. Is that Phil Lord and Rodney Rotham? Uh, Matthew, uh, Lord and something else. Uh, uh, there's like three writers. Um, Phil Lord, no, just two. Uh, Phil Lord and Rodney Rotham. And then the directors are Rob Perchetti, Peter Ramsey, and Rodney Rotham. Look, gosh. Hmm. Oh, I'm really testing my internet tonight, folks. Uh, uh Lord Miller. Oh, okay. Hmm. He's not yeah, Phil IMDb. Lord and Chris Miller, those are the two guys. Like, no oh, more. Okay. Yeah, those are the two guys that uh, they handled the Lego movie and stuff like that. And uh, they're just a real rising up dynamic duo. And I'm, I'm having flashbacks when uh, Alex Kurtzman and Robert Orsi were rising. And boy, they mm-hmm. were screwing everything up. Transformers, Star Trek. Oh, okay. They're still screwing up Star Trek. <laughs> he did uh, 22 Jump Street, which I yep. I don't know. That was okay. Yeah. Or, I'm assuming he did 21 Jump Street then too, maybe not. I think they did, yeah. I I, I never saw 22 Jump Street. 21. I didn't see any of it. I 21 never. Jump Street. I don't know. Like it was just it. It's not my type of humor. Basically, it's just nope. a lot of physical humor. Not um, either. 
but I I don't know. I and I get not liking the art style of uh of Spider-Verse. Like it's a very trippy movie and a lot of bright colors and fast moving stuff. I liked it. Um but it 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 does detract a lot from the story, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um and it, yeah, it'd be interesting to see like a more subdued version of that like just to, that would be able to I guess not be so artsy about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, that might be what we're getting with this third Spider-Man no way home film. What do you mean? Like you think it's going to be Spider-Verse? Well, the Tom Holland one's going to, has a whole bunch of actors from the previous, uh, Spider-Man movie. So I don't know what's going on. Vince did Spider-Verse. I almost just think they have weird cameos. I don't know. It's weird. I will find Mm. out, uh, around Christmas time, but, uh, I, I mean, Spider-Verse kicked off like eight years ago. Marvel and everybody else needs to just step away from Spider-Verse. They really need to stop adapting Spider-Verse because I think the past four cartoons have have done a Spider-Verse, a movie, video games. Comics just won't leave that stuff alone. And to a point where I think I had a YouTube clip that said Spider-Verse Part 4. It was from one of the cartoons. Mm. I have no clue what cartoon it was from. Mm-hmm. Because there have been so many Spider-Verse adaptations, and it's Uh-oh. like, Jesus, just give it a rest. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, I don't keep up with the Spider-Man car- car- cartoons, I guess. but I've been going back and forth because of Disney+, Plus because they're all on there. Right. Mm. So, yep. No, that's 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 what I've been doing. Cool. Oh, I, did, uh, I got my stimulus and tax money. I'm not going to spend it, though. I get that. Yeah, I'm going to save it. <laughs> two years to get my bank back where it was, so I'm happy. I did treat myself to one thing, and um, that'll arrive later this week, but it's just a toy, so like usual. <laughs> yeah, is it a Transformer? Yes. Of course. Yes. Well, either that or my next guess is Dragon Ball Z, so whatever. No, no, I, I have one of those still on pre-order, and I'm dreading <laughs> when it comes out because it's expensive. I'm really yeah. – but I already paid for half of it. I can't really get rid of it because I can't get my money back if I cancel it. Oh, gosh. This is a deposit, yeah. yeah I had to yeah. pay a non-refundable deposit, and I paid it like six months ago. Like, no, nine months ago. Okay. Well, sounds like you're getting that. That's cool. Sounds like I'm getting it. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Uh, so yeah, you want to get into today's topics? Yeah. Uh, number one on there, I'm curious about this. What is uh, what's your Star Trek rant? Uh, I don't know if you ever finished it, but you know the story of you know the show of Voyager. Yeah, I never did finish that. Uh, okay, that's fine. You, I, I, it's been spoiled more or less for me. I know how it, it ends. Yeah, they get back home. Yeah. Uh, okay, and then uh, I think two years later, uh, in Star Trek Nemesis. Mm-hmm. Janeway has a cameo as an admiral now, and she's the one that assigns uh, Picard to go to uh, the neutral zone. Oh, no, to go to she, Romulus. How is she an admiral, but Picard is still a captain? Well, he... there's generations with Kirk who always told him never be an admiral, and then they kind of forgot that in Picard and made him an admiral. Um, right, okay. But, <laughs> yeah, well, I always took that, like, because Kirk always told him, don't become it, don't let them promote you. Don't right. ever, don't let them right. take your ship away. And I was kind of annoyed when Picard came out and he's an admiral. <laughs> Cause I thought right. that was, I mean, generations has problems, but I think that was a really good scene. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. Yeah. Janeway's in that as an admiral and mm-hmm. she assigns Picard. Mm-hmm. Why is she not in prison? Janeway? Yeah. Why would she be in prison? I, Dude, I guess I don't know the details. If you think about Voyager 
Mm-hmm. And that seven years voyage to get home. Oh, where it's basically just one big prime directive problem. You know how many Starfleet laws and protocols that that ship broke and yeah. how, like how many crew members died. Like you're telling me that when Voyager got back, they didn't plug that ship into a star base and the star base comp- like data computer didn't just explode finding <laughs> all the things that, that she did. Like I was really yeah. thinking about that. Like, here's the thing. I mean, this is a problem with Star Trek in general. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I remember all those, like, scenes in Next Gen and stuff like that where a crewman is killed. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Picard is like, oh, I'll uh, uh, put it in the log and I'll, I'll send a message to the family. No, no, you're going back to Earth because you're going to be facing a tribunal for this person's death. <laughs> yeah, they like, do take death. Quite lightly, like, so lightly, lightly, so lightly. And I mean, yeah. and, you know, I mean, with with Voyager, they're stranded. But, you know, it's it's not like like literally you're close to Earth, like you're just exploring and stuff like that. After a couple deaths, I can understand like with a couple deaths, I can understand. But after the amount of officers that die in Star Trek, it's like, no, you're you're going to have to face a tribunal for this. Well, especially like I get that, too, like in especially in uh, Next Generation, because that's like a peaceful like exploration. Like they're not looking yeah. for anything. And yeah. so the fact that like people just keep dying on this ship is a little strange. It's, it, it was I don't know why it popped in my head earlier yeah. this week. And I'm just thinking like. Man, no, you have to face some serious charges. If an officer is, if if someone on a ship and nowadays is is killed, you're facing charges. Yeah, you're responsible like, for that person. As the captain, you are responsible for what happens, especially like on away missions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You're not just sending a report off or sending a condolence letter to the family. Yeah. Well, You're so facing then, severe repercussions from it. And that's why it's like, Oh my God, how many first contacts did Janeway break? How many protocols did she break? And the thing is the show is not stupid in any sense. They do talk about first contact and things like that. And the yeah. prime directive. Yeah. But man, I'm thinking of like the main thing with star Trek is Due to the Prime Directive, you cannot interfere with any species that doesn't have warp drive capabilities. Like, that's where they draw the line. Yeah. After warp drive, apparently you can manipulate the shit out of any species you want. Right, yeah, they do it all the time. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, <laughs> that, that said, TNG did uh, come in contact with non-space people, but they really, like, they understood there were consequences to doing it. Yeah. But, man, I was just thinking, like... How is Starfleet existing because all their all their ships are breaking their laws? <laughs> so I guess then in Voyager, what would you expect them to do? Like just accept their fate and live in that quadrant? Because like they had to get. I would I mean, say don't visit planets. Yeah. <laughs> like just, just try, just fly straight. Try and find trading outposts and stuff like that. Oh, uh, okay, like, okay. And they did do that. They did find trading posts and space yeah, outposts. Yeah. I mean, that's but, how they found Neelix, yeah. Yeah, stop finding, stop exploring planets that are unnecessary. But it's like, well, yeah. we have this opportunity to map out the Delta Quadrant. You're one small ship 
and your crew and like i think their crew was only like a skeleton crew on a warship yeah yeah it was like 150 people on that ship yeah because uh probably like a 400 uh crew in reality yeah because well because in the first episode they were i don't even think they were on a real mission and so they weren't no they they weren't fully staffed i think they went to go i i think they got they were the closest ship to like search for the maquis yeah, they're yeah they were kind of going after some Maquis, but it was like right after they picked up like some of the crew on DS9, yeah, and so they and weren't fully crewed at all. Like it oh, was very they, much yeah. skeleton crew. Yeah, the first episode was they were the, like the only ship that was in close range. They had to pick up Tom Paris from prison because he had hooked up with the Maquis and he had knowledge of them. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, there there's a topic alone. Like you, the fact like, that they're getting a guy out of prison to help him. Well, no, that was okay. No, when they get stranded, mm-hmm. they pardon an entire terrorist cell oh, and yeah. give them complete access to their ship. Oh, what happened? Okay, so then when when they get back, what happens to them? Like, are they are they just like still pardoned and they're fine? Yeah, because by the fourth season, I think they got in contact with Voyager. Uh, Voyager got contact with Earth and stuff like that. Yeah. So they were keeping a communication tab open for them whenever they could. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Like. That's the thing about it is, uh, yeah, I mean, they would have had to send reports being like, yeah, we found the surviving Maquis. We decided to band together and everything. And, you know, we made I made the the leader of this terrorist group my second in command and I gave him complete access to our data drives on the Voyager. Uh, all our yeah. Seats. Yeah. And it's like, what? no, you don't get to do that. <laughs> or the fact that like that's why I say like the second that thing entered a star base, the star base would have probably exploded due to all the protocols and laws that were broken. Yeah, they would have just it wouldn't even have been an arrest. Security would have just walked into whatever like recreational room the crew was and just started executing them. (laughs) Well, I I don't think that that's Starfleet protocol, but yes, I Uh, I mean, it's not the most I mean, the whole show is kind of dumb in that kind of sense when you really think about the things that happened. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I'll say this much. I still think the episode in DS9 where Cisco actually gets the Romulans into the Dominion War is still one of the worst fucking episodes in Star Trek. I don't know that I've seen that one. Cisco and Garrick yeah. uh, create an entire plot to trick the Romulans into entering the war. Oh, man. And Cisco is confessing it all to his log and then deletes his log at the end. Yeah. They create fake meetings with the Dominion to make it seem like the Ro- they were going to attack the Romulans. Oh, man. And the Romulans found out it was all fake yeah. and were going to head home, uh-huh. and which would have meant the Romulans would probably join the Dominion. And yeah. Garrick blew up the Romulan ship, killing all the Romulans on board. And so the, Rom- the Romulans that knew about it? They ble- Yeah, and and they he made it look like the Dominion did it. Oh, okay. So, yeah, and the whole episode is Cisco just doing his, like, it's all flashbacks of Cisco just, and with Cisco sitting in his quarters, seeing yeah. all of the, everything he did. And at the end of the episode, he deletes it. Yeah. And I, I literally, even as a kid, thought, you just turned this dude into a monster. Yeah. Star Trek has a habit of doing stuff like that, I feel like, where, like, I mean, I mean it's kind of like what you said. Like, all the ships in Starfleet are basically just going out and breaking starfleet laws left and right yeah and either covering it up or just doing weird stuff to make it seem okay they really are and it's yeah. it's, it's kind of gross in some ways like i still think star trek's fun and everything but right. uh 
Um, yeah, they there's some paint themselves into a corner and then they need a weird way to get out. It's Gene Roddenberry's stupid idea of wanting to make everyone perfect and then everyone realizing that's not good television. We need conflict. Yeah, <laughs> and, and yeah, you can't make everyone perfect, I guess. Yeah, it's well, like, yeah. I mean, it, it was supposed to be a political thriller, wasn't it? And not action-based. And then they kind of made it... I feel like they, TNG was still fairly political. What, TNG? Then, yeah, like it was still pretty political, but they started getting... By the end of it, it was getting more action. The movies were for sure more action. And yeah. DS9... Yeah. yeah, DS9 was heavily political, now that I think about it. DS9 got real... Oh, DS9 was heavily political with the... Yeah. The Cardassians and then bringing in the war with yeah. the Dominion. Stuff like but, that. But Voyager was for sure more of an action bay. I feel like more action based. They wanted it to be like uh, the original show. I think they wanted to be mm-hmm. like the original series where they took Earth, visiting Earth out of the out of it, yeah. and wanted it to be an adventure show. Yeah, and that's what it was. It was just an adventure. Yep. And then they, uh, and then halfway through, they said, "We need sex appeal." Here's seven of nine. Yeah. Yeah, the the kid, the girl who played cat, the the woman who played Cass in that show. Yeah, she just got a phone call said you're fired. Yeah, I remember she had some weird issues with that well, show. Well, she she didn't feel a lot much like a lot of people in Star Trek, like Denise Crosby. They don't feel they're ever utilized very well. Yeah, and they wanted a younger audience, younger male audience, so they got Jerry Ryan in to be Seven of Nine, a right. good character, a great character, great character, yeah. Uh, but pretty much uh, the the actress of Kess just pretty much got a call and said, we're writing you out. Yeah. That was a she, weird episode, too. Yeah, and she came back a couple seasons later. But I think she was probably yeah. at a point where she just goes, okay. Like she, I don't think she cared that much. I was reading about it a couple years, a year or two ago when I was looking up yeah. Voyager. I think she wasn't that surprised. Because I think there were, uh, I think what I was reading, there were already rumors that they were already going to get a get rid of a cast member, and I think she already felt That's, like he was going to be it. That'd be such a weird place to work with stuff like that happening, like rumors of somebody being fired. About Jesus Crosby this week. Yeah, yeah. So Where, for, yeah, that was funny. Yeah, for context, Rick Berman was a producer on The Next Generation, and he's kind of the man responsible for why the movies were kind of bad. He uh, Denise Crosby was uh, Tasha Yar in the first yeah. season, and Great he character. was killed two-thirds the way through and uh there's always been talks of you know what happened did she get fired did she want to leave and do more things denise crosby's been very open about saying that she did not feel like she was given any kind of real characterization in the show she wasn't utilized whatsoever and a lot of people felt that way and you know Mm -hmm. the funny thing is if she'd stayed on she probably would have became a much more uh, fleshed out character by season two or three because season one is just a bad season. It's garbage. Yeah. And uh, Rick Berman posted a tweet a couple years ago of Denise Crosby's uh, Tasha's Yard's badge on his oh, desk badge, and yeah. said, it's been like 20 some years. It's been like 27 years. Uh, no, uh, like 22 years. This has been on my desk ever. 21 years. It's been on my desk ever since she gave it to me at the end of shooting her final episode. Uh, 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 symbiote or something, whatever the episode yeah. was. Yeah. And then Denise Crosby on Twitter chimed, she- chimed in and said, Oh, my friend, 
do you really not remember this? We shot those episodes out of order. My epi- last episode was this. You showed up on set, gave me a cake, and ripped my com badge off my chest and said, you won't be needing this anymore. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's funny. I mean, yep. I guess we don't know who's lying. Uh, I'm, I would give didn't you, reply. Yeah, I, I, I would lean towards Denise Crosby telling the truth, probably, which is funny if she is. Mm. <laughs> Just that that guy would remember or yeah. be lying so bad. But yeah, and the, I don't know. That's the interesting thing about Star Trek is just how all over the place it is in general. I guess I don't know. It's it's all over the place. It's weird. Every ep- every show has their own kind of uh, feel. Like uh, I don't know how to say this. Um, their own. Oh God, how do like I say theme? This? Not even theme. Um, like they all feel different. Oh yeah, they're they're completely different shows. Like because mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like Star Wars in general always feels like Star Wars. For the um, most part, yes. For the most part, yeah. And but no, every like I it completely makes sense to me that like you can like the next generation but not like Voyager or like it, it's always interesting to talk to people like Trekkies I guess about which you know show they like because it, it, it's always like it's a very per, like almost a personal thing i guess like it is. um and it, it's always interesting too because like i've always liked ds9 the best um but very few people do <laughs> i i can relate yeah i i'm not a big fan of ds9 yeah i mean and and i that, get that i guess yeah it, it's a very different show i think it's too dark yeah i i get that i i think the th- thing that i like about it though is the characters like there's i I would say the majority of the characters are very likable yes like they knew they knew how to start like most of the thing is like the tradition with star trek really is it doesn't pick up until season three yeah um arguably Uh, it doesn't pick up until one of the characters gets a beard yes pretty much (laughs) yes and uh but the biggest thing about it is is um yeah usually by season three, Star Trek gets really good. Yeah. Um, Deep Space Nine has that too, but that's kind of when they started introducing the Dominion, and it just became yeah. a sprawling story. Uh, yeah. The problem with Deep Space Nine stop. seasons one and two, yeah. so heavy with the Bajoran politics with Cardassians. Yeah, that's the problem with that. Is like that right off the bat, it's the the Bajoran Cardassian war is. It's not my favorite part of the show for sure. It does, it really gets better when they start going more through the wormhole and they get the Dominion War for sure. And yeah. I like that show too because like they did a lot more with the Klingons. Like after Worf shows up, I mean, and then you're just you're getting more Worf, which is great. Yep. Uh, and I liked Garrick for the most part. Like the Garrick great. and the Doctor. Yes, Garrick is great. Garrick, uh, the Doctor, uh, Chief true. O'Brien really started being a good character finally. Because, uh, like, just on TNG, he was a bit of a nobody. Oh, uh, intentionally, yeah. He was petty officer, which is, I don't know. Oh, he was, well, he was the, uh, he was the chief of, like, teleporting. Yeah. Yeah, he was just <laughs> he was the, teleportation he was the guy. yeah, he was just that. And, uh, every, like, Odo's really good. Odo's great. I love, well, and the whole Odo, uh, Quark thing is great. Oh, the bromance that they have. The yeah. Quark, well, uh, no, Bashir and O'Brien have the bromance. Quark and, uh. yeah. Odo have just this like uh, quarreling bromance. Yeah, yeah. Enemies I mean, that have to deal with each other. 
And then um, Morn was just funny. Yeah. The, the guy at the bar. Like, just the fact that this silent character at the bar is so popular is just kind of funny to me. I'll give uh, Deep Space Nine credit. They mm-hmm. made Ferengi episodes good. Right. Yeah. Which is funny, because then, like, in TNG, I hate the Ferengi. In DS9, the Ferengi are great. Did you know? Have you ever heard the uh, the uh, the original idea for the Ferengi war? No. They were the original Borg. What do you mean? The Ferengi were so. All right, season one and uh, in season one of TNG, season yeah. two, I think. Uh, there's this. Yeah, it's season one and season two. There's this thing happening near the neutral zone where Starfleet and Romulan colonies are getting destroyed and scooped up uh-huh. and nobody can figure out who's causing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it turns out to be the Borg when the Borg get revealed. And in Best of Both Worlds, they find out that's been the Borg scooping up and assimilating these colonies and blowing them up. Right. Uh, it was originally supposed to be the Ferengis. The Ferengis were supposed to be the big bad threat. TNG. <laughs> That would have been funny. <laughs> they no. introduced the Ferengi and they realized it wasn't going to work. Yeah, I liked what they en- ended up doing with them of just being like the, like a weird nuisance, I suppose. Yes. Especially yeah. um, the guy that had the vendetta against Picard. Those were some good episodes. Yeah, it's it's uh, very weird. It was yeah. very weird to learn. That. And also, originally, the Borg were, were giant praying mantis insect aliens. Oh, uh, Species 8479? It's eight four seven two. Thank you. Oh, well, whatever. I don't know those numbers. Uh, but originally, the one of the first designs were they were going to be like some insect praying huh. mantis monsters, and they realized yeah. it wasn't going to work either. I think the thing, and that's interesting too, because like the most disappointing thing about Star Trek is the like they never went too crazy with the aliens. Like they got shapeshifters, and that's about it. Like there there aren't really any lizard aliens. Are no, there? they never revisit the Gorn until when they can make them CGI and Enterprise. Yeah, and then. And they never do except for the uh, yeah, dinosaurs in Voyager. Well, okay. <laughs> yep. They brought dinosaurs into Voyager. Literal dinosaurs. The dinosaurs evolved and left yeah. and, and founded their own uh, our own second home world in the Delta Quadrant. Yeah. But like uh, are there any insect aliens in, in Star Trek? I don't think there are. Probably just not prominent ones. Yeah, like it's just there's no weird alien. Like that's kind of like they kept that's what it I, simple. They kept it masked. Yeah, and I get that. I mean, especially in the 90s and 80s. But like, I don't know. I just feel like in there they are venturing out with the aliens in the new movies. That's for sure. But insect I don't know. Like, just never looked like they work. Star Wars even introduced insect aliens in the Mandalorian, and they just didn't look very good. Yeah, yeah, I get that. And like. Uh, like Mass Effect, though, they get some really interesting aliens. Like there's some insect ones and then there's like uh, they, there's some, these like floating aliens that basically look like um, jellyfish. Yeah, uh, they're kind of interesting. Uh, like they don't fight like they're just they're like supposed to be these like intellectual aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, like, I guess most of them are like in Mass Effect even are very humanoid. Yeah, um, it's cheap. It's easy. And well, it's what we understand, and we can we can understand the experiences of things that look like us. I get that, I guess. Star Trek but, does do entities. They will do entities like gas, mo- like beings that are like light and yeah, gas that's and true, like that, and that's liquidy true. too. Sometimes they will do well, some the, of those once in a while. In the symbiotes, I guess. Yeah, like Jadzia Dax. Oh God, yeah, I'm still so confused by that when I was a kid. Really? 
Yeah, I was very confused by what that were, especially when. Uh, yeah, I mean that's a oh. whole other topic, but I thought, when I was a kid, I thought that was such a cool idea. It was just weird. It was yeah. just weird. I always get creeped out by that. No, it was definitely kind of. I mean, it was definitely creepy. I guess mm-hmm. like, uh, but I, I just thought it was very interesting. Well, well it got weird then, when Jadzia died, and then uh, oh, the yeah. new decks came, and it was like a weird love triangle between Worf and uh, Bashir and her. Oh. Well, and then the whole idea that like Dax was at, like has been men, like is oh strange. yeah for hundreds of years. Yeah, and yeah, whatever. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're kind of coming up on time. Did you want to talk about uh, the the other stuff? We definitely don't have time for Costa Concord. We do yet. not. Someday we're gonna get to the Costa Concord. <laughs> QuadCon. We had QuadCon last week in Des Moines. Yeah. Lee and I went to it. It was a convention at our one of our malls. Uh, yeah, it's very a, it's interesting. A, very good turnout. A lot of social distancing, which was good. A lot yeah. of people in costumes. They did a little parade. I saw some furries. That's God help me. Oh man, what? full on furries, full body, full mask. I Not don't just get why costumes. furries would be at a comic con. Dude, we saw. I remember when we saw furries like four years ago when we went to Wizard World, and I was just like, oh god. Well, I mean, it's an excuse to dress up as a, in that type of cosplay, I guess. But like. I feel like Comic Cons is are turning into just an entertainment thing and not Comic Cons anymore. Like it still has the, which I guess it's QuadCon, which I guess I don't know. I'm assuming Quad is because it's it started in the Quad Cities. Uh, QuadCon's a full-on convention, so I don't know why this was called QuadCon. And I talked to someone at the convention, okay. someone you and I both know, and yeah, yeah. he also said he doesn't know why it's called that. Well, I think for some reason I, I like I remember when they first came to Des Moines a few years ago, and I looked into it, and I I think it, it they used to say like it, there are four different things that they cover, so like comics, entertainment, like it's just like a weird way of saying C two E two, I guess. Yeah. Maybe um, like well, con- cosplay, comics, pop culture, and entertainment. I don't know. Like that's yeah. And um, I know. Uh, and this was just it, it was it was a normal convention looking thing just in a yeah. mall. Uh, I know. Uh, yeah, we talked about that with a friend of ours. And yeah, he's kind of said the same thing. Like he said, even Planet Comic Con's gotten to just become a small San Diego Comic Con where it's not about comics anymore. It's like, dude, yeah, conventions in general are not about comics anymore. Like, no. comics aren't even about comics anymore. Which is interesting. Like, so when I went up to Minnesota to uh, GalaxyCon, which is, like, a fairly new convention from what I I think, um, or at least to our area, that felt like a Comic-Con. Like, the majority of the space was dedicated to comic books. That's a too, yeah. There felt like there was more um, – yeah, SpringCon for sure. Yeah, Spring uh, Con wants to keep away the entertainment. Yeah, and that's I mean, they let wrestlers have a booth at least, but like that's about it. Spring but Con like didn't uh, even have wrestlers. Oh, it didn't? No. Thought, Wizard World had Re- Wizard World Des Moines had wrestlers. Yeah. Well, I thought they had a booth at least maybe, but I don't know. And uh but uh I, and I don't know that actually. I think I'm thinking of Falcon maybe. No, Spring is Spring Con. Anyway, uh but at Galaxy Con or Gal- is it Galaxy Con? I don't remember now. But um like it was mostly even creators and not even vendors. Like there were a lot of vendors for sure, but there were a lot of creators. That's what. Uh, the, and they had big names like too. Were. What? Yeah. Yeah. But like, cause uh, I mean, I got uh, I mean, that's where I went and got Greg Capullo and Scott Snyder's autograph. 
uh, Charles Soule, um, uh, Chris Bacciolo. Ba- Chris Bacciolo. Bacciolo. I got his signature there. Uh, I mean, oh, man, there are really big names there. I can't even remember them all. Um, but, it, like, it was just crazy. Like, I thought it was really weird, like, that they got the people there that, like, I don't even think I saw at San- when I was in San Diego. Um, a lot of them just don't want to do San Diego anymore. Yeah, I get that, I guess. It's just a promo best, for movies and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's, yeah, that's what it is. But the, the best part about that, that con too, is like, I went in, I went up a day early, earlier than I like uh, originally intended to. And so I, I, I bought an, the, the ticket like the night before I walked and it was just so that I could go to the Capullo Snyder signing uh, mm-hmm. on Friday and, and then I'd have all day Saturday to be there. And so I, I got there a little early for the, for that meet and greet. And so I just went into the main hall there was like nobody there. It was like Friday night, like they're about to close, but like I walked right up to um, like uh, several people that were just like, yeah, that's when I got Bachulo's uh, autograph. Like there was one guy in front of me in line. And then the next day, Saturday, his line, it, it had to have been at least like a half hour wait. But like on Friday night, nobody had a line. Like you could have gone up to anybody and gotten all the autographs you wanted. You you would have had time to chat with like anybody. It was just that's cool. Like if you see a con like in like in the Midwest, I guess where like you know there's going to be big names like that, go on Friday. Yeah, because <laughs> like done I that guess too. yeah, but I don't know. I I guess once things level out and we can start doing stuff like that again, I plan on doing that all the time now. Right. <laughs> um. But no, yeah. So how was QuadCon? <laughs> it was fine. It was, you know, it was just fine. I haven't been to a convention since you and I went to SpringCon almost two years ago. So. Oh yeah. It was uh, it was a lot of interesting. Yeah, like Dexter, the Dexter and I wanted to go last year, but COVID. Yeah. So, well, everything uh, was canceled last year. Well, everything I mean, was. Actually, it wasn't, but because our friend um, uh, Jet Falco is going to cons all last year. He's never missed one apparently. So. Yeah, he's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, no, it was a good convention. I uh, it brought back some nostalgia of going to them, so I had fun. Yeah, I'm pretty jealous that you got to go. Um, I don't know. I might try to go to one, or if there's something like that again soon. But yeah, I'll let I mean, you know. Lee keeps in touch with all of them. In theory, we should all have our vaccines in the next couple of months, maybe. Not me. <laughs> They're opening it up next month. Not to get on that topic necessarily, but. Uh, and supposedly everyone's free to get them next, like here where we live ne- uh, beginning of next month. So. A friend of mine was clueless. He had no clue the vaccine was free. Really? That's funny. Yeah, he had no clue about it. And I said, no, I didn't know either. I mean, Lee told me. Lee Lee got half of his. And so uh, mm-hmm. I asked him a bunch of questions like, how much did it cost and stuff? And he said, it's, it's free. It's government paid for. You don't have to worry yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Yeah. But um yeah, not much else to really talk about. We we have to keep it short tonight, uh, which yeah. is fine. You know, we should really try and keep them short for the sake of it. Because oh, sure. Dexter and I love chatting and stuff like that. But the biggest thing is, the next thing we know, it's almost 11 o'clock. So, <laughs> yeah. And so we start at 8 a.m., 8 p.m. at night uh, yeah. when, when he tucks his kids. And it's the best time we can. So, yep. but yeah, there's we, we try to keep it short, but the, we, we lose track of just chatting <laughs> so much. So it's fun. Uh, yeah. Well, before we finish up. Um, one thing I do want to ask is, did you watch the first episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier? Yes, I did. Uh, did I not text you about it? I meant to. Uh, no, I loved it. Um, it's a bit of a slow start because like they haven't even interacted yet. Uh, but I was, I was talking to my wife about it and I like, 
it, it they're basically it feels like they're doing the same thing as WandaVision where they're based they're expanding on these side characters from the movies. And it's interesting because like especially with Winter Soldier, I feel like this is the first time we actually get to see uh Bucky like uh interacting with other people other than like Captain America. This is uh, something starring Bucky. Well, right, right. That's like he was stuck in my head watching this, and I'm like, Bucky's the star of this. He's yeah, like he's the other than uh, Sam, he's the yeah. main character, and it's like this is so good that yeah. we're finally going to really dig into Bucky's like inner torment from yeah. being a, right. a, a, a a Nazi assassin for. 80 years it's yeah, like this and, is so good well it's just it's interesting because like they've touched on that like in the movies but like not a ton like he never got un- to really shine he really yeah, didn't like, he's under- a great character under- in winter soldier he's great in civil war yeah he's wonderful and uh he had almost he had maybe two minutes of screen time in Endgame and infinity yeah. war so it's so great that we're getting probably nine episodes i imagine probably like uh, one division of- i so that was my, I guess, question. I didn't know how much you knew because I was looking into on IMDb and they only have like if you look at uh, Bucky, basically, or um, Sebastian Stan, it says he's only in six episodes. And like the most anybody has listed is six episodes. It's six episodes then. But boy, they're like this first yeah. episode was almost an hour long. So if it's six yeah. almost hour long episodes, I'm good. Yeah, no, that's fine. But no, I was uh, it was so good like just to get uh, like to actually, I guess, see the torment that he's going through and just like, and, and like, uh, it makes me feel really sorry for him. Like, and it's just like, that's such a terrible thing to have to wrestle with because like he wasn't in control of what he was doing, but he's going, he's, he's going through trying to make amends for what he did. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. It's really, really good. Uh, the stuff with Sam is really good. Mm -hmm. Um, dealing with some family issues. Yeah. That was the slowest part of it for me a little bit. Yeah, I wasn't getting into that. <laughs> it, it was hard. It was hard. I don't. I mean, it, it's touching on you know some. It, it mostly was dealing with financial issues, with being gone for five years and yep. his sister struggling and stuff. That was a little rough. Family business, yeah. Um, but all in all, the episode's really great. Uh, the oh, secondary man, that, characters that were really good. That and that ending though is just as bad as the Wandavision uh, cliffhangers, man. I, <laughs> Boy, Kurt Russell's kid is an ugly-looking dude. Oh, is that who that is? I get Kurt that. Kurt Russell's son. That's yeah. him, him and Goldie Hawn's son. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, it was funny, too, because I saw a thing on Instagram where somebody uh, put the Captain America outfit on the old man from Up, the Disney movie Up. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. That does look like him. Yeah. <laughs> but he's yeah, playing, uh, oh, what's that character's name? Like, I mean, they say he's Captain America, but... In, oh, uh, U.S. Agent. Yeah, he's playing U.S. Agent, which... I don't. I'm not super familiar with the whole U.S. agent thing from the comic, but that was in the comic, right? Just the Captain America knockoff, essentially. Yeah. He's, he's, he, his role is is the same as in this. He's a replacement. Okay. Cap. Well, he's like the replacement that the government put into place, not the re- yes. not like the true spirit of Captain America replacement, which is which is Sam Wilson, really. I'm curious to how involved he is, considering that in all the trailers, Sam does have the shield and he's practicing throwing it. So I like. Yeah, I imagine that they're going to probably have a fight. He, Sam's going to take it back. Yeah. Tell him like what's up and walk away or something. Yeah. And, like, uh, yeah. Uh, 
we'll talk about this after the podcast because I don't want to spoil this just yet. We'll do a we'll do an overall eventually once. Oh the show's yeah, yeah. Over, like, no, I'm I'm super pumped about this, man. It's yep. gonna be a good show. Yep. Well, other than that, I'm 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 pretty good right now. Yeah. If you are. Yep. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Uh, catch you next time. Bye.